Hey, and welcome to episode four of Roman's Rundown. Yo, welcome, <laughs> peeps. Um, got a lot to talk about today. Super Bowl weekend this weekend. Um, Dave and I have a lot of thoughts on what we feel. We're going to give you our predictions for the big game with uh, Kansas City and San Francisco. Uh, we'll be offering some tidbits of our thoughts we're gonna have a personal bet and we'll let you guys know about that uh oh. also talking yeah dave's unaware of that but he'll know soon <laughs> here comes uh, the rug talk- is gonna be swept right out from under me go ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah big big time the magic mm. carpet um also talking nick's basketball which we've been dis- discussing the last few weeks nick's mm-hmm. made a big trade um so we want to talk about that, see where that fits in with the Knicks. The Knicks have looked good. I think, obviously, we know they're injury-prone lately uh, if they get past these injuries. I like the Knicks. We'll talk about that and our feelings about the Knicks. And we're probably going to wrap up the show, Dave being a tremendous wrestling fan, myself, too, going back to the old days, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, and the great McMahon family, what has gone on recently? Hmm. My goodness, Vince, yeah. how are you going to cover this up? And you can't just step down. God willing, the billions will save your face and what you've created with your father as an amazing industry. But boy, talk about egg on the face. We'll talk about that too, Dave and I. Yeah, man. So, let's, uh, let's, start, let's start us off with some Super Bowl talk, man. Yeah, go ahead. What's your thoughts, Dave, on the Super Bowl? Um, well, I'm kind of tired of obviously. Look, pop culture wise, people are kind of tired of the Taylor Swift stuff, and you know the Chiefs just keep winning and this, that, and the third. But it's kind of crazy, man. Like the the Kansas City Chiefs, and I said this earlier this week on the Jimmy Palumbo show. Like, it's crazy that they're underdogs. Now, I I'm well aware that. If you look pound for pound on paper, as some people like to say, um, the, the 49ers are the better team. Like, they're more equipped with more offensive explosion and a good defense. Um, you look at the Chiefs, at the end of the day, you still got Mahomes. Nobody's figured out how to cover Kelsey, which is, like, mind-numbing to me. Um, and, and the Chiefs are coming in here with a little bit of a chip because we all kind of looked at the Chiefs this postseason. Even throughout the season, Steve, you saw it. Like, the, you know, they didn't really jump off the charts to anybody. Nobody was really picking the Chiefs midway through the year to be the Super Bowl uh, representative of the AFC. But now you look at how they got there, and they're like, well, I guess we're going to have to see Mahomes on the road. Bet you you can't do that. And he's like, yeah, go scratch. <laughs> like, I did that. I went on the road. I did that. I beat Buffalo. I went out there, and I beat Baltimore. Like, these are the teams that you expected the Chiefs to get bounced by, and there they go, man. They're back in the Super Bowl. So it's like... It's annoying. Yeah, I, I don't like these. Do I like dynasties? Yeah, I like the Cowboys from the 90s dynasty. That's about it, right? Um, but, man, I just look at both of these teams, Steve, and evenly matched, star power on both sides. It's 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 going to be a hell of a game, I think. We're not we're not in for low scores on this one. I think there's going to be some heavy artillery um, on offense. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean uh... – you know, again, I was I'm not overly thrilled. I agree with you with a lot of the byproduct of the Chiefs. I need I see now that Patrick Mahomes' wife is going to be in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, which was um, very big. Right, exactly. Which is going on? Which is like I don't understand her timing um, of that. I could see a week or two, maybe after the Super Bowl, they win. She could make that announcement, but she made it now. Um, I know she's a good-looking woman. I get the fact that you're going to yeah, be. Yeah, but as soon as she, book. Steve, as soon as, soon as soon as she opens her mouth, it all goes away. Like it's her, true. Her, her, it's her, true. Just her, her personality, her just like we're the best. Like it's like, oh yeah. my god, I, you know, I would never hit a woman, but man, I got in my clothes. Yeah, no, you're right. She, I mean, if you looked at Patrick Mahomes, this is a dynasty. They've been in four out of the five last Super Bowls, I believe. I think it was. I think they've been in. Well, they were at least in six straight AFC Championship games. But yeah, I mean they they're there every year, man. It's just like you know, I feel like I'm watching Tom Brady with the Patriots again. There's year after they're, year after year. They're just always in it. They're dynasty seekers at this point. One of the things that have got me sort of swung me back to Kansas City again is 
Andy Reid, I hate to say it, Mahomes and Kelsey, these guys are dynasty seekers. They won it last year, and before they could swallow that they were champions, they were talking about this year. And like you said, here they are again. Everybody was talking poop about this, that, the other thing, including me, you, and Jimmy. We were on these guys. We were watching them play week after week. Some losses, tremendous drops from their receivers, Mm -hmm. a lot of mistakes, um, big holes in their offense at times. Listen, they have a championship defense. We know that they, they have it. And it's and, and it's your boy, Steve Spagnola, has done it again. He's a former Giant, and uh, he was part of the, the Super Bowl championship teams for the Giants. Like, Steve Spagnola can coach a defense. And it's weird for every – like, he's had some down years. But when he has good years, boy, like, they are just – they're flying around the ball. No matter what, there's head on a hat. There's just it, – it's just they're turning the ball over. They got all pros over there now. You know what I mean? Like, they even had a guy, I think it was Chris Jones, was sitting out the first couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Because of a holdout with the contract shit. And as soon as he gets back, you got yourself defensive pressure again. Like, it's just the defense is the reason why Mahomes didn't have to be Superman throughout the course of the year because they're just, they were just that good. Right. And you look at Spagnolia, his group, they really flew under the radar this year. They really did. Um, Giving them props. Defense only the fewest points at 173 points. That's um, 289.8 per game. Yards given up? Yeah. Yes. The second fewest in the league, which is pretty impressive when you break down the teams and you look at that defense. Especially now, Steve. Steve, now that the, the NFL has turned into this. Everybody wants the the this high octane offensive driven league. You know what I mean? Like points are a plenty. Everybody loves points. Fantasy football, betting, over unders. Everybody wants points. And here the Chiefs are like, nah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> like you don't get points against us. That's just the way it, it's wild, right? But we're gonna score on you. We don't know when, and we right. don't know how, and we don't know when Kelsey's gonna explode or somebody Mahomes with a trick play in big trouble going to lose 15 yards and flips it underhand behind his back and they pick (laughs) up eight yards how many times have we seen this over the past half a decade the guy's brilliant he's brilliant didn't mention about his dad i was very sorry to hear about patrick mahomes senior getting picked up for drunk driving disappointed about that uh something that really he's a great guy played in the mlb we could get caught up in the excitement of stuff I was disappointed to hear that. I hope he's okay out there doing well. Um, I know it wasn't a big incident. No one got hurt. So I'm expecting his son to really, really um, come out and ignite Kansas City. Using that as a little bit of a fire under his touch because she took a little heat from the press about his dad maybe being under pressure. Um, Some of the stuff that's going on with his family. We talked about his wife who's... All yeah. over the place, you know. It was and like a match made in hell, like with her and Taylor Swift, like becoming besties. It was just like, oh my god, like please stop. You and you know what? A- just to just to clear the air on all this, because I really haven't had a chance to really clear the air about my gripe. Let me tell you something, Steve. Here's a here's a history lesson. Back in 2012, um, Taylor Swift dropped the the hits like uh, "Shake It Off" and like all these the the first real wave of Taylor Swift bangers, right? And I was like, this girl. Is amazing. She that energy is unreal. She's adorable. Like they, I, I was in love with Taylor Swift. I was a Taylor Swift fan before it became a cult, right? Before it became like this craziness that is right. Fast forward, Travis Kelsey, my favorite position in the sport of football, the the the, the position I played the most when I was out there playing, you know, at, at specific levels, and then even like when I was older playing flag football, I wanted to be a tight end. I figured I was built for a tight end. I wasn't the fastest dude, right? But I I got hands. I wouldn't drop anything, right? Tight end's my favorite position. Jason Witten's one of my favorite overall Cowboys ever. Travis Kelsey comes into the league, and I'm like, dude, here's a dude's dude, right? Like, this guy who's, like, rocking the beard like me, like, just a fucking hard-nosed, just badass of a player, and I love Travis Kelsey. Then you put them together, and it became NFL's, like, teat. You know, it was like, yeah, it's like they were milking this shit for as much as they possibly could. And that's what turned people off. I don't think it's their fault. They're dating. They're banging. They're doing that. Like they're living their life. You got the NFL who's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, the NFL all of a sudden became 
TMZ and it drove a, a wrench through a lot of the people that supported both players. And of course, look, Kelsey didn't do himself any favors by becoming uh, the advocate for all like vaccines and shit, you know, but like, again, if it, it doesn't matter how you feel one way or the other, it's just like, you just don't, as a dude's dude, you ain't the one that's like, I got my shot. You should do. It's like so stupid. And, and that's where I'm at with that. That's like, it's, it's enough's enough. There's uh, you know, the tears of the Swifties will, will fill an ocean if they lose this game, you know what I mean? So it's like that that's where my rooting interest is. We'll make our picks in a little bit, but like my rooting interest is to see the 49ers win a Super Bowl. And it's kind of weird coming from me at you too. You're a giant fan. I'm a Cowboy fan. Nobody wants to see the, the, the 49ers win their sixth title, right? The Cowboys and the Niners are locked at five. I don't want to see them jump the Cowboys, but the Chiefs have become intolerable, man. <laughs> so I, can't, I can't handle it anymore. No, I mean, it's a great point. I mean, you really look at at the Chiefs, you look at Andy Reid, you look at the history of, of the team the past five years, everything they've done has really been, you know, explosive and on a, on a way to winning, you know, looking like a dynasty type of team, like the, like, um, the old San Francisco Niners, uh, obviously the Dallas Cowboys, um, and, and and I think they're taking a very Tom Brady approach because if you look at the team as assembled, the Chiefs, and look at all those championship teams from Tom Brady outside of 2007 when Brady had Randy Moss, like Brady was making receivers. You, nobody ever heard of Wes Welker before it was Brady. Nobody heard of Julian Edelman before Brady. Oh, a guy named Gronk turned out to be pretty damn good. You know what I mean? So, like, these guys were all made by Tom Brady. So now you're seeing the same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs, like, their wide receiver one is like Sky Moore or fucking even Kadarius Tony says he is, but he doesn't get the ball. And he's again, he's he's one off the fucking rails too. But like, then you look, their number one receiver is really their tight end. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like they're really piecing this together. And it starts at the top. Obviously, we talked about Andy Reid, but like Mahomes is making everybody look like a fucking rock star, man. And, and it's not slowing down. Listen, to be able to do that and even reference him on Tom Brady's level, right? Which, you know, is is you standing here going, Well, you know, I mean, you may have some New England fans going, What is this guy Dave talking about behind the glass? As Jimmy Palumbo would say, This guy's fucked right. up. Yeah. But you know, the reality is, is you're right. Mahomes is that good that he's creating receivers. I mean, he does have a tight end, but all of a sudden people are becoming that good. Yes. And you're saying, well, it's like, it's like, you know, Tom Brady creating Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, you know, these guys that were nobodies that turned into franchise players that bought in were ready to go. And, and with, with uh, Belichick back there and Brady creating this with these players, You can't become that good if you're not buying into Tom Brady. If you're not watching what he's eating over decades and what he's doing Mm pregame and all this other stuff and all you guys could do the same because the NFL has all the cooks and chefs and physical therapists and, and, and security and everybody's taking care of you. You think about Antonio Brown. Guy would have went into the NFL Hall of Fame as one of the greatest receivers of all time, but mentally couldn't handle it. Mentally didn't have even Tom Brady try to create a Antonio Brown Frankenstein and bring Mm. him to the good side. Right. And he really it couldn't work. I mean, they had some amazing success in the end. He ripped his clothes off and ran ran off the field naked. (laughs) Because he was mentally ill and started CTE, throwing. CTE is a beautiful thing, right? Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, Vontae like, perfect. You're welcome. <laughs> like, that dude, do you remember yeah. that hit, Steve? Do you remember that hit? Yeah. Oh, he knocked him silly. It was, uh, that was the demise of Antonio Brown. That was the Brown. end of Antonio Brown. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I mean, you, you like you said, Dave, very, very, um, it's really incredible that a guy like Mahomes, who's still a younger kid, is implementing what Tom Brady did year after year after year after year. Now, if Kansas City wins again, we'll talk about we'll talk about maybe a possible dynasty. Is this team going to be compared to the New England Patriots? A little bit early to say. We'll see this weekend where it goes. Certainly, if they win, 
you and I are going to have to consider this team definitely a dynasty well, and where well, they're going to be going. Yeah, I mean, I, I 100%. I mean, if they win, they're a dynasty, right? That's 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 cold that's cut, it. done. That's it. They're a dynasty. However, what might happen, what might transpire if they win is like rumors are swirling that Andy Reid might want to go off into the sunset and say, I'm a champ, I'm out, I'm done, I'm old, I want to talk to my grandkids, all that shit, right? Or there's rumors that Travis Kelsey might see that there's, you know, room uh, for – uh, you know, starting a family with Taylor. So I don't know, whatever he wants to do post football, he's got the, the moxie for that. And how fitting would that be? If you think about it, if Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey retire on the same year, you're also going to see the first ever two brothers get into the hall of fame in the same year because they're first ballot, both of them. Not only are you going to see that, which is very special, even though I said it got a little tainted with the commercials and, some of the overbearing stuff that went on. But prior to the Swifty nonsense, like you said, you loved Kelsey. You right. liked the fact that his brother played in the league too and was on the line. You're like, no way. This guy's in the line, in the trenches, and his brother's catching touchdowns, running people over, a la Mark Bavaro. Right. Right. I mean, this right. guy's the new Bavaro. If you're a Giant fan, sorry to reference selfishly. You, you referenced Witten, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So we're, we're well, both. You know, look, I'm allowed to. I waited long <laughs> enough to, to mention my man Bavaro. So I think it was a six minute time gap that the that our second producer here over here told me hold up, Steve gave me the timeout. But yeah, those guys, those guys were incredible, Dave. Those guys were the best. Um, you know, and, and watching these guys now with Kelsey. I mean, these guys, like you said, even if they do, they win the Super Bowl. It's now. They were in the Super Bowl five out of six years. They win the Super Bowl. How many people are going to offer them a show on ESPN? They're both healthy. Right. Say to these guys, listen, sign, sign on. I mean, I don't know what they gave Brady to, to, to he's going to oh, be calling. They gave him a King's ransom. Quarter of a billion. Something to that effect. But I, I will say this. How entertaining when you're watching. I mean, I haven't done it in some time because I do like, I, I, I'm a little different. Being that I have a commentary background and a play-by-play and, like, my love and passion is for that stuff, that, like, I do like listening to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I think they're the best team out there, right? But, like, have you watched the Manning cast? I think it's shit's highly entertaining. I have. You know, when there's, like, a... When it was, like, the Panthers and the and the Falcons or something on Monday Night Football, and you're like, Jesus Christ, this game's gonna stink. You listen to those guys. They're bringing on guests. I can so see... Sunday night football or Thursday night football doing some kind of simulcast where it's the Kelsey brothers. You know what I mean? That that kind of stuff would be entertaining. Both of those guys are very funny dudes. Their podcast is very funny. Listen, it could be like he, you'd say to take it to the next level and you go the Kardashians. That Now they have the Kelseys. You got mom cooking in the kitchen. You got the kids. I mean, so you get a producer that gets a hold of this. You can make it a year run. And mm-hmm. turn it into a hundred million dollar project where you have mom, she's doing recipes, you have people <laughs> following, my right. kids are interested, your kids are going, Wow, the Kelsey's little kids are baking cookies, he's under a laundry pile, and the other one's getting into a bathing suit. Here comes my home. <laughs> you know, I mean, what's going on? But uh, yeah, well, you know, we'll see. I don't know, it's gonna be interesting, Dave. It's gonna be a great Super Bowl, and I think you're right. The the firepower, the artillery we're gonna see could lead to a 34-28 game where it's a big high scoring game. As long um, as my num as long as my numbers hit in some box pool, I'll be happy. <laughs> right? Like, listen, yeah. I'm right behind you. I'll take whatever I can get. You know what I'm right. saying? All right. So Steve, what do you got, man? Who's winning the Super Bowl this year? I'm I'm gonna I, I, you know what twofold it twofold it who you're rooting for who's gonna win you know I feel like you you said you know I I like change Kansas City's had a lot of nice things happen to them they really have they're hardworking they're champions they're not quite a dynasty yet but if you and I were playing on Kansas City and I know the mentality that you and I have when we played this is huge for Kansas city. This is changing your life Mm -hmm. for the rest of the time that you walk the planet playing football or not playing football. Football's not going away. And this dynasty will never, ever go away. No. Um, 
They get I do history. feel that San Francisco that uh, San Francisco pound for pound have the best players in the NFL and the best players um, on any one team. They have the best offensive player in the world. Christians by far. I mean, it's hard to stop. We did talk about Kansas City's defense, which is incredible. I do feel that there's a gap between Shanahan and Purdy. I've seen a couple of games where there's some shaky continuity there, where there's stagnancy, there's things that aren't happening. And I'm talking about three or four fourth downs where they had to get rid of the ball. And I'm going, what's going on? Mm. I don't see any, I don't see Shanahan look frustrated. Purdy looked a little bit frustrated. I mean, I'm not picking on them. These guys are phenomenal, but I've seen a lull there. Mm -hmm. If Kansas city recognizes Purdy's in trouble and that defense gets in that attack mode and Spagnolia sniffs it out, could be a little bit of a problem for San Francisco to get ignited and let go. But, Agreed. you know, McCaff McCaffrey's coming out ready to play. I mean, he's, he's, this guy is a beast. You see him run people down that are three and four inches bigger and 50 <laughs> pounds heavier because his drive to win and get through as a little white guy. I mean, people stems, have been telling him stems, stems from his old man. Ed McCaffrey was a beast. No doubt about it. He was a tight end and for the Giants, right? Oh, no, he was a receiver for the Broncos. <laughs> but Yeah, but he was with the Giants. Uh, yes. Maybe. Uh, I, don't, I, don't. I think that's going back. Yeah, he was with the Giants, had some great years, and then mm. went to Denver, and he did play with Elway. Right? Yes. I we'll have so. to check that. We'll verify that. But I believe, yes, he had his best years with with Denver, but played some excellent years for the Giants, too. Um, we'll check that out. Um, so I, I'm going to, you know, it's, it's tough. You put me on the spot, but I'm going to say I'm, look, I'm looking at, uh, I just think that Kansas City is going to take it. I think that Kansas City is going to win this game. I primarily think Kansas City's going to win this game because if you take away the two quarterbacks and you're leaving them on the field and you're looking at Purdy, right? And you're looking at Mahomes, you're looking at the accomplishments, you're looking at the savviness, you're looking at the athletic prowess mm -hmm. and the big picture right now with Andy Reid and all the other pieces and that defense. I'm going to have to take Kansas City. I really think Kansas City's going to going to come out on top and I think Mahomes, Kelsey, I think their big players are going to have a lot to do with them beating San Francisco. I re I yeah. think that that that's my opinion, that's my thought process. I'm going to give you a score where I feel that um you know, Kansas City will probably score 34 points. I think that Mahomes, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. And I think that Purdy will throw for a good, I think they'll score 24 points. So it could be a 34 24 game. Okay. Um, and I do feel that Kansas City is going to take it. I do feel that they can win by 10 or 13 points. I don't think it's going to be more than that because I feel that San Francisco can't, you know, is a team that can cause problems. They can definitely cause havoc, as we know. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like Kansas City's, they're locked in. I think their defense is the best. And I think Mahomes is going to take them into a dynasty. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm in the same wavelength as you as far as. My rooting interest, like I said before, I'm all in on the Niners, and I want I want them to win the Super Bowl. If I had a you know, gun to my head, like somebody's got to win, right? So, like, okay, then let's not have it be the Chiefs again. Um, but it's so hard to root or it's so hard to bet or pick against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid when they've the proof is in the pudding. They've done it multiple times. Um, they've had some serious opponents. Um 
I I don't see like I I can see a scenario where yeah Kansas City can probably put up thirty. Um, if I if I play it out in my head, I see like you know it's thirty to twenty four. Purdy's got the ball with a minute and change left, and he has a chance to get down the field and and throw the game winning touchdown. And I think that's where he shows why maybe his is you know his uh his praise gets a little too high and he throws a, a costly game winning interception to the Kansas City Chiefs on the final drive. You know, that that would be cinema. That would be something we're all like, you know, like we're all like excited about because it just happened. Uh but yeah, I ultimately I I've I'm sticking to my guns. I picked the Chiefs on Jimmy's show. I'm sticking with it. I'm not gonna go hedging my bet. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl again. Um, unfortunately, right? And we're gonna see a lot more of all the hoopla that is, you know, Travis Kelsey and Taylor on the field and Mahomes and his father and his you know, his moronic brother and, you know, his wife and the family. Like, we're all going to see it. It's going to be annoying. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I think that it's just it's just so hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes right now. It's the same thing as, like, every time, like, until Brady last year looked like he was finally losing the battle to father time when the Cowboys just beat the brakes off of Tom Brady in the wild card round. Before that, you were looking at Brady every time he was in a big game. You're like, how the fuck do you bet against Brady? How? You know, like, how do you do it? So that's kind of where I'm at with this. I'm, how do you bet against Patrick Mahomes right now on the grandest stage, controlled climate? You know, we haven't even spoke about Isaiah Pacheco on, on Rutgers' very own Isaiah Pacheco and the way he runs. He's just a violent, violent runner. I know we give all the flowers to Christian McCaffrey as well. He deserves it. But, man, oh, man, does Pacheco really, really look the part. Um, so, Kelsey, Pacheco, Mahomes, uh, you know, all these guys, even uh, Rice, you know, their newest found weapon, plus the defense, it, it's just hard for me to pick against them. So, I'm going to roll with you, and I'm going to reluctantly pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, we'll have something to say. I mean, and, and you know uh... – Taking that pick, Dave, agreeing with you, uh, all those sidebar annoyances that we have to deal with if that goes that way. Right. Um, being a genuine, real sports fan, in the back of your mind, you're going to say, wow, I can't believe I have to look at these people. But in reality, I accept it <laughs> right. because this is a dynasty. And it's yeah. not my team, but for the Kansas City Chief fan base – Congratulations, because we wish it was us, and they they should they should enjoy every single moment of it if it happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Endear it. Endear you know how hard the, it is, like you know, how hard it is to win a win a game in the NFL, let alone the Super Bowl. You know, football is the hardest sport to win a game, really. Right, one of the toughest sports. Um, I mean, you could argue hands down. I mean, you want to go into Europe, rugby, some Fine. of these other sports. But I mean, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you hear it a lot from a lot of these coaches and top players in the league. Their 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 go to quote, I feel like it's tattooed all over across their chest, is "It's hard to win in the NFL," and it is. You know, it's it's a very hard task. But when you're the greatest going right now, like Patrick Mahomes is, and can't take anything away from the guy. It's hard to win a game, but when you're Patrick Mahomes, it's just a little, like a little easier, you know. So we'll see. But uh, staying in New York, those New York Knickerbockers. Um, look, man, we we were hesitant about a month ago or a month and a half ago when they're making these trades, and you're like, oh, what the hell's going on here? And then all of a sudden, Steve, is it is it possible that we might have basketball people in the front office now that actually know what the hell they're doing and they're building a team? Is that is that remotely possible right now as a Nick fan? I believe it is. I've been waiting for Leon Rose as the Nick president, who they've bragged about since they got him, which is a couple mm -hmm. of years already, on how amazing his relationships are with the GM and the players in the league, that this guy has a genuine rapport with the youngsters and the vets in the league. And to be honest with you, I haven't really seen it. It was a lot of talk, a lot of hype, a lot of BS again to me, a lot of more disapp disappointing mm -hmm. months and year after year. And then all of a sudden, listen, doing the show with Jimmy, we, you know, three, three real diehard Nick fans, they made the trade with OG. We were just 
Dude, we were in the trash. We were laying in the bottom of the, the dumpster behind the garden. You know, I was looking for the leftover hot dogs, whatever. You and Jimmy got fed, but I didn't. So, you know, to pull us out and try to have any sort of like, yeah, this looks like a good move. All of a sudden, we're going to win 10 out of 11. I feel it. None of us felt that way. We're like, who is this OG? Seems like a classy guy, you know. No, articulates well. Even but not, before, not even, before even before the trade, even before the trade, you're looking at guys like Jalen Brunson and J uh, Julius Randle, and you're like, okay, these pieces will get us to the playoffs. They will, you know. Like when you look at the playoffs, and there's what is there fucking ten teams make it now, and like just playing series and shit. We're gonna be in the dance. It's just a matter of what they can do in the dance. So yesterday at the NBA trade deadline. They went out and got more more players, and and we said it in pre-show that all of a sudden the injury bug has bit us a little bit. Julius Randle's out. OG's going to be out. It looks like OG and Randle will probably be coming back around the same time, like three weeks from now or two and a half, three weeks like from now. right after the All-Star break. Right after the All-Star break. And then you got J uh, Brunson, who just, again, he's day-to-day -day now, but he's probably just worn, man. Like, you, you're asking for a lot, and that's something that, I'm actually kind of curious to hear your thoughts about with Tom Thibodeau. I feel like, yeah, great coach, but don't you feel like he kind of runs these guys into the fucking ground? You know what I mean? Like, and these guys are just all of a sudden just their legs are tired. And then, you know, now's not the time to start losing basketball games. You know, listen, he's also in a predicament where he's got to put up with guys like me, you, and Jimmy. He's, you know, Tibbs is, is trying to make things happen in the garden that haven't happened in decades. So he's got that, that Villanova crew. He's riding them like crazy. He's mm -hmm. using their chemistry. They've looked the best they've looked in decades. Dave, um, they really have. If you're watching the Knicks, they look the I mean, they they're passing the ball. You need Brunson. You need Randall. They're doing this without Randall right now. They just made a big trade. They got um, Bogdanovich, yeah. who is a dangerous scorer. This guy is a pure shooter. He's averaging over 21 points a game. I mean, you, and you get uh, Alec Burks, who back. also back played with the Knicks. They know what they have in him. He's got tremendous defensive versatility, right? The Knicks mm -hmm. are already a pretty good defensive team. He's averaging 12, 12 or 13 points a game. And you haven't even figured getting back those guys after. When the Knicks are fully healthy, in my opinion, if we can get these guys together. And, yes, I feel Tibbs might be pushing a little bit hard on his best players to continue this drive because it's like, God knows what he's hearing at the garden, right. you know, the success and him saying, how do I sit, you know, Brunson and what's Brunson's 27 now. Yeah. I don't know. Well, he's well, yeah. in his prime. I believe he's 27. He's in his prime. All those Knicks right now are in their prime. It's now time to, to get the most out of them. I do feel that maybe he's riding them a little bit hard. It could be looked into, you know, he could talk to Leon Rose. It just seems like that's been an MO and that's been something that I've seen is that the guys just run out of gas. You know what I mean? Like towards the end of the year, like had they not been so run down last year, maybe we do give Miami a better run. You know what I mean? Like in the playoffs. So it's all, it's all going to be very nice. The Knicks are going to have a very deep roster. Once everybody gets healthy, it's just a matter of, can you tread water right now? Can you just stay afloat? And, you know, place even if they play 500 ball between now and the return of all these stars, 500 ball, you're still going to be looking at a fourth, fifth, sixth type seed scenario where, yeah, you want to be fourth because of obviously the home court advantage and the garden will be rocking and all that good shit. But like you just got to you just got to survive at this point. You know what I mean? Like, can they have they equipped themselves with enough depth to get them a couple wins that you thought to yourself like, oh, without. Without uh, Brunson, OG, and Randall, there's no way they can win a game, right? Like, do they have enough weapons to win those tight games down the stretch uh, when these guys aren't healthy? And ultimately, they're they're going to be – look, we're excited to get them back when they come back, but does that mean they're going to be made of steel when they come back? You know, that there's going to be times where we're going to lose these guys again. Um, it's what about chemistry? You got to talk chemistry too. These yeah. guys haven't even played together. 
Correct. So, you know, Bogdanovich comes in, you say, yeah, you know what? All of a sudden they're not moving the ball. I don't think that's the Knicks. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the Knicks. I don't smell a Carmelo, Patrick Ewing, me, me, me type of mentality no, on this. There's team. not a selfish, there's not a selfish soul on this team right now. Not one. Dude, that one. alone, Dave, makes me so excited to watch these guys play. And last night I watched them lose, but I felt it wasn't about them losing. It was about them playing as good as they could play without having five starters ready to go. And you could name those five starters and say, they hung in there. They Mm -hmm. hung in as long as they could. It's like you making the, the analogy saying, Steve, listen, if they could finish 500, and, and be seven or eight games over 500 to end the season and get in. Mm-hmm. And they're healthy. They didn't wear down their legs to a nub. And you're going in 80% healthy. I think the Knicks can, can compete now. I think the Knicks can compete. I think they're very dangerous. DiVincenzo has turned into a player mm-hmm. that is a superstar starting guard. The last six games, he's averaged almost 30 points a game. Mm-hmm. He's averaging eight assists a game. These guys are distributing and passing the ball. They're not taking shit shots. They're looking for open players. The ball is being moved, mm-hmm. and they're a dangerous team. You get Randall back, who who's a guy who can be mentally sensitive, but he's now a guy that you took a lot of pressure off of him. And now this he's going to ball. And now he could just play ball he and not have to worry about being the fucking. He doesn't have to worry about being having the statue built outside the garden when he leads the team. You know what I mean? Like he he can finally just play his game. And uh, just to update you, I'm looking at the NBA standings right now as we record this. And this gets launched on a Friday uh, right before the weekend. Right now, they're sitting tied for uh, third. Uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks at 33 and 19 apiece. They're eight and two in their last 10. So, yeah, they're going to have to weather the storm. But right now, they're sitting two games above the 76ers. They're also bit by the injury bug a little bit. Um, but again, you're looking at this the play in game, or right now, the play in series, they're five games up on the Heat, right? So that's right there. And that, that would be like, oh, now we got to play in to just get in. Um, I don't. I don't think the Heat are going to be able just based off the talent alone that the Knicks and the depth that they have. I don't think the the Knicks have a collapse in them right now. You know what I mean? Like I think they're going to be a soul. We we're in the playoffs. We're in the dance. And your goal, obviously, like I said before, is to get fourth. So now all of a sudden you're hosting more games than you're on the road. But the, the Knicks are a complete team, man, and it's an exciting time to be a Knicks fan. We we say it every week, and and now let's just see if we can kind of weather the storm. So of the injury bug. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see. It's the best the Knicks have looked in years. Yeah. Um, it's the most unselfish team that I've seen in years. You have a lot of good players that are becoming excellent players mm-hmm. because they're buying into the system, which is Tibbs. I think they like his style. I do, you know, listen, you want to find a fault. He's pushing these guys. He doesn't have much of a choice. He's trying. I At think this the point, no. Three years. The time is now. Um, who who you could speak to would be Leon Rose about maybe pushing these guys and getting more players in so you can continue this on. Can we talk you know, about, before we move on to the final segment of the show, can we talk about the biggest victory of all these Knicks trades and moves? How about the fact that they finally got rid of that Fournier contract? <laughs> like, oh. That was huge for them. That shit was just rotting. Oh, wait, not him. as He's not a shit. Like, he's a good player, but like, he wasn't fitting this scheme. Yeah, he was contract. Right. Y'all, the wor- one of the worst contracts I've saw the Knicks gave out, maybe in the history of their program. You know, um, so he's gone. That again, that was just like eating away. <laughs> like he was just taking up space on the bench, you know. Like he just he wasn't even getting quality minutes. Even with injuries, he still wasn't getting quality minutes. It was just like, bro, we gotta move on from this guy. And they finally did. So kudos to Leon Rose and the and the staff of the Knicks to finally get rid of him. And again, no offense to the guy, great player, or not great player, but good player, serviceable, but the contract was just dog shit, and they really needed to make a move, so that was good. Oh, definitely. Big, 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 uh, that's a great point, and they get rid of uh, that deadbeat contract, so that was mm-hmm. huge. I mean, I was disappointed to see Grimes go. I did I like thought Grimes. he had 
you know, I liked Grimes. I did. I liked, you know, his few minutes that he played. He came in. Um, and who'd they give Ma- uh, Flynn? Was it Malachi Flynn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about that. You know what I mean? First round draft pick. So, really, it was a great move. Leon Rose, you know, good move. Excellent move at this point. Bravo. Absolutely. Bravo. Um, very, very excited about the Knicks. It's going to be a really, really interesting next eight weeks. Um, with the Knicks, certainly the next three to four mm. past the all-star break, the injuries and how the Knicks pan out when we get healthy and we're on the floor. Mm-hmm. Man, if it if the timing's right and we're healthy, Watch out. I don't know what the Knicks are going to be a problem for some of the bigger teams. I the Knicks so are too. not going to be blown out in five or seven if they're healthy. And they got eight guys. Their eight main core players are healthy, mm-hmm. which is a lot of players. And you right. have two or three guys that are at 80, 90%. Because, look, it's like you're always coming into the end of the season. You don't know who's going to be hurt. It's right. like Haverstein rolling his ankle last night. I mean, this yeah, guy's been averaging 17. He's the fourth leading offensive rebounder in the league. Which is number nuts four. if you think about that. <laughs> it's, it's about, he's the number four. We haven't had an offensive leading rebounder since Oakley. <laughs> like I don't even know. It's, it feels like I, that, don't even, right? I can't I can't even think to go back that you say really and, and, and if you're a Nick fan and you're listening to this, you you're saying and you're being honest with yourself, you go, wait, Dave and Steve full of shit. This guy's number four in the uh-huh. league. Yeah, he's number four in the league. Yeah, this yeah. guy's averaging almost 18 offensive rebounds. There are some defensive rebounds too, but I mean, whatever. He's number four in the league. You think about that. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. And this guy's come out of nowhere. So you get guys like that that are going to play like that at OG. He was, dra- he was drafted by the Knicks, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Making sure I, I, I was – Thinking of a couple of the acquisitions, but I, mean, I remember him being come, drafted. Turned it up. No one expected this from him. No. And if you watch him, he's cleaning up a lot of things that are coming off that rim and throwing them down with authority, mm-hmm. lighting right. up the garden. So yeah. you know, it's fun to see. I agree. Really exciting to see. Yeah. So all right. So before we get out of here, obviously you touched on in the beginning of the show that I was a you know an avid wrestling fan. I'm in the wrestling business. I've been active. I was an active pro wrestler for four years, and then I moved over to commentary um, where it was safer, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, but yeah, I've been a big wrestling fan, and unfortunately for for WWE fans, over the last couple of weeks, there's been some serious bad press, you know. And this is right now, like this this January, February, March, April, the first four months of the calendar year are usually the biggest four months for the WWE because of some of their pay-per-views. And obviously WrestleMania happens in in April in Philadelphia, nonetheless. And I just got the text message that I've officially submitted for press passes. So I might be part of the press uh, at WrestleMania this year, which would be really cool. That would be a fucking milestone of my life. Um, And we'll see if it happens, but Vince McMahon, like boy, oh boy, you know, like, what do you Steve, do? Steve, you, you you get the you're an old school guy, you know. You know Vince McMahon Senior was the one who started this. Vince McMahon Junior took it and and you know and got his daughter Stephanie involved, got his daughter uh, his son Shane involved. Like the entire McMahon family has been running this show for decades, right? Um, is this just a simple case of a rich, creepy old man? I saw some texts. I don't know if you did, but I did. I did. Uh, Disappointing. I don't understand. It's very sad. It's very sad. Very disappointing. You know, uh, prior to the Vince McMahon news coming out, big fan, big fan of dad, big fan of him, big fan of mom, big fan of Shane, his daughter, Triple H, that sort of moved away from the wrestling and got involved with the business Mm -hmm. end of it. Mm-hmm. which I always thought was fascinating because as a wrestler and a little kid, I looked at this guy. I'm like, this guy knows how to run a business. You know, you look at a wrestler <laughs> and well, you think he's just going to rip people's head off. Yeah, and, just just you know, dog shit for brains. Like, you know, right. they, like, yeah. nothing they got, they have a business sense. Like, yeah, matter of fact, they do. Yeah. But, I mean, he was under the learning tree the entire time. You know what I mean? So he was close. And he was actually dating Stephanie in real life, right? They made it a on 
screen story as like this diabolical it was duo. Part of the but yeah. but in real life, you know, he's under the learning tree. He's in those meetings. He's you know, so Triple H, Paul Levesque, man, he's got a mind for the business. And I think just based off of everything that I've heard and read and seen, you know, they just added The Rock as a board of member of the of the TKO. Because remember, Steve, they they just merged UFC and WWE into TKO, and I think that the best years of WWE. While I think it's the Attitude Era, which is like the mid-90s, early 2000s, was like a really good prime era. But that was for fans that were like into the grunge and shit. Now it's a whole nother climate, Steve. You can't do the shit you used to do on TV um, now, you know? So it's like, are they moving away from that? They just signed a $5 billion deal with Netflix, you know? that They just have the the world by the balls right now. And for this just dark cloud to just surface over them named Vince McMahon, who created the whole damn thing, you know, like it, it's just this, sh- I, I, no pun, but shitty situation, you know, like I, I understand that that was part of the whole shenanigans that he wanted uh, this, this uh, employee to do, but it's just like, man, it, it's hard because like, I think, and we we've talked about this at length, and I don't want to go too long on this, but like, I think we've talked about this at length and I think it hits us a little harder as a girl, dad, as a, a father, you know, when you see somebody do the things or say the things that he said to another woman or allegedly said, you can't really say it, you know, things are doctored all the time. You just, I don't believe well, in the whole it looks, uh, it guilt. Like, go ahead. I don't believe, I, I just don't believe in the whole guilty and proven innocent thing. I hate that shit. I really do. Especially for, the average male now, unfortunately, like that's just the way the world is ticking. Um, but as a dad and I, and I watch this and I see it all develop and I'm just like, man, that's somebody's daughter, you know, like that's somebody, you know, so now all of a sudden she's in the limelight for all the wrong reasons. And I'll let you share your thoughts, but it's just like, for me as being in the industry, I think the best is yet to come for, for the, for the company, for the brand, because I think they got the right people in place. It's just a very, very unfortunate situation that we're all kind of seeing develop. Yeah. I mean, um, I feel as if, listen, Vince McMahon is finished with the WWE. and this He did step down, yes. He stepped down. I, 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 you know, he had to. You know, if he wants to, if he wants Triple H and, and The Rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson – I don't know his relationship with Hulk Hogan or some of these guys that have done unbelievable work. You could say anything you want about Hulk Hogan. He's one of the original builders of the WWE. He's not a dumb guy. This is an intelligent guy who is who, who if these guys, if they move their egos out of the way mm. and they can join forces from a business perspective, mm. I mean, God knows how much money these guys have the capability of making. And I do feel, I just feel like, man, I just don't know how the 78 year old Vince McMahon was, you know, how how he was able to do the, you know, do this. And um, you want to, you want to get that? (laughs) You want to get that alarm that's going off? That's your, that's your Vince McMahon alarm, ladies and gentlemen, that that's what goes off. If you talk about Vince for too long, uh, things go haywire. (laughs) So that's just the way it is. That's exactly right. I can't believe that came through Vince McMahon. Actually, Shane sent that through. And I do apologize. Again, I am a big fan of the McMahons. I don't know if he took a couple of bad pills, Vince McMahon, in the morning. He got his pills screwed up or what, his workout pills. But, man, he's got to remove himself and everything else. And listen, he can be a silent partner, him and his wife. I don't know. They're getting divorced. Yeah. They've been, they've been on the outs outs for years. Um, And and that just, just, that just goes to show you, man. And like, again, you're not like an avid fan. Like you haven't seen what Vince has done on camera. I saw, I, you know, there's just a lot of shit that just like the writing was on the wall, man. Like this guy is a, a little bit of a dog, you know, like, and he's just a, a horny old man. And it's just like, you can't, you want to portray that on TV? Even that rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, oh, man, that's like that's that like me. Terrible. That's like you or I getting a, a role on a in a professional wrestling organization, and all of a sudden we just become these these creepy people that just prowl on these women. I couldn't do that on screen. 
knowing I have the wife and, you know, like, and my daughter and like these kids, the, the internet, I'm going to, I'm going to lay this out here now. And everybody should know this and take this as gospel. The internet is forever. There's no, there's no deleting the internet. It's going to live forever. So whatever you do on screen at any point of your life, it's forever. You can delete accounts. You can say, oh, I'm going to scrub this. You'll never see this again. Guess what? There's Joe Schmo in Idaho who screenshots everything because he's obsessed with you. And guess what? That's it. So for all you women that are out there on your OnlyFans pages, remember, I don't give a shit how much money you're making right now. Your kids will find out that you did this once upon a time. So just stop the shit. <laughs> Literally stop the shit. You're 100% right, and there's absolutely no way. And I tell my daughter now, don't do anything on your phone or the computer or anything related to pictures or something that can be captivated by somebody because it's going to come back and hurt you. Whether you're applying for a spot at a college or a university mm -hmm. or you're trying out for an athletic team, someone rears its ugly head and send this picture in or catches you at a party or catches you doing something that this is just over the top. And for Vince McMahon to be publicizing it with 36,000 people at the Felt Forum, screaming at his wife, talking about what he's going to do with her, and that he's with girls that are younger than his daughter, mm -hmm. and the things that he's publicizing in the arena, and making it public knowledge that, yeah, these are some of the things I do at 78 and don't really care. Um, yeah, you can't you can't have that many less cares in the world. You know what I mean? Like it's all going to bite you in the ass. I don't care how rich you are, how many how many times you think you can talk your way out of stuff or pay your way out of stuff. There's always going to be somebody out to get you, no matter what, no matter how good you are to these people. You could be good. He could have been a saint to this employee for 25, 30 years, and then one text that gets sent and taken the wrong way. Your 30-year relationship is now tarnished, and now you have to step down, and now you lose everything you ever worked for, and now it's over. What, did, what, did, what is Vince McMahon going to do for the rest of his life? Wrestling is all he knew. Now yep. he has to rot. He has to sit there and rot. The only thing he has going for him is that he created this. I don't know if his, his son and daughter will be a silent partner. I don't feel... He's not you allowed. Don't think He's not allowed. Now, now, that they've, now that they've sold and merged... With TKO and 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 uh, Nick Khan and guys like that and uh, Ari Emanuel and whoever else is part of this TKO brand, Vince McMahon will never see another board meeting. So what's Vince life. McMahon's net worth? A billion dollars, right? Yeah, let's just say I, I would say let's yeah. Let's say it's five hundred million dollars after he paid. It's more than that. It's like a billion or two. Let's just say after everything, he's worth three hundred and fifty million. Pays he's actually. I just I just did some quick research. Yeah, Vince McMahon right now in two thousand and twenty four is worth two point eight billion dollars. Right. I said two. Yeah. So I said two. I dropped it down to three hundred. Even if you have three hundred million, you paid all your attorneys. You're off the hook. You're not going to jail. You're eighty. You just go to an island, go to Thailand. You'll be one of the richest people in the world. Make nice to your family. Don't be a douchebag. And hopefully you'll get 10 years to live in peace and come back to wrestling and say, hey, 10 years. I'm 84 years old. I made some terrible, terrible mistakes. But I'm glad to see that what I had a part with, with this organization, has grown into mm -hmm. something fantastic. Unfortunately, I had a bump in the road. I haven't been here in eight or nine years want to thank Triple H. I've been living out in um, Thailand and I've been watching from a distance and I'm very proud that in my last few years, you guys were able to turn around some of the most horrific things I did. But time, yeah, time, time does time. Typically, no matter how, I mean, time heals. I, it does time. He, time does heal, but sometimes, sometimes you do too much and, and it's like no time can pass. Like for me, if somebody went out and and killed my dog, you know what I mean, or something like that, I, I, there's no way that 20 years can go by and be like, ah, it's okay, man, don't worry about it. Like, no, you know, like no, there's I certain agree. things. There's certain things that you do in your life while you're here that you just it's un unfortunately unforgivable. And I think Vince McMahon I is in that, that spot. I think Vince McMahon's in that spot right now where 
while while the the world can still watch old WWE tapes and say like man Vince McMahon was the ultimate asshole right on screen and he was and some of the best television ever produced was with Vince McMahon as the forefront like some people have said that Vince McMahon is on the Mount Rushmore of greatest professional wrestling personalities of all time he right and, and that's not far off and, and sometimes could be true but unfortunately this is where we're at now, man. You know, it's the climate. You can't, there's no coming back from, from a bad, bad text and bad, bad actions. So listen, it's happened over and over again. It's not a one-time deal. Right. You know, right. this has been going on for a long time. He finally really got exposed mm -hmm. to the point where, you know, he's going to have to walk away. You know, he's yeah. going to have to walk away. Listen, he, he's made that entire wrestling community as successful as anyone possibly could have. You I cannot agree. take that away from him. I yeah. feel he probably, I feel he should have treated his wrestlers better through the years. Some of the suicides, um, the Hart brothers, some of the insurance that these guys should have been able to have, some Correct. of the therapy, some of the, you know, going back in the day to Hogan, Andre the Giant. These guys could have been taken care of a little bit better the way, Tough analogy, America takes care of the armed forces the way we come back. I mean, we fail those guys miserably. This is mm. a little different. This is a private entity. But if you're worth $2.4 billion, you can have a health insurance contract for your wrestlers and have a retirement plans for your wrestlers that if they are in the WWE for five years, that they can come out, be pensioned off with $100,000. What's great, yeah. Medical. What's crazy is, and we'll wrap this up, but like what, what's crazy is, is that since I'm still in the game and I'm, I'm still around all these legends and like in, in just a couple of months, I'll be at a place called WrestleCon where, you know, the who's who of professional wrestling will be there, whether it be current or past. You see, it's a tragic thing sometimes to see some of these wrestlers can't walk right, can't see right, have headaches all the time. right, And they're just all the shit they did for Vince and the WWE. It's like they're not taken care of. And I hope maybe something something down the line where Triple H can maybe start something, you know, right now. Like, hey, if you had a contract with us at WWE from X to this, we're going to take care of your medical bills going forward. Do, do, do the right thing. You know what I mean? And, and I don't I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities going forward. But for, for Vince to not do that and to, for me to see it visually that some of these guys can't even put together right. a sentence – I mean, I'm a fan. I'm not in even as close to the game as you are. I'm right. not even in that realm as as you've you, you again, Vince McMahon. Now I got McMahon. <laughs> now you got Vince. But, in, yeah. yeah. Now I'll probably now I'll disappear. Um, but it's just you're right, Dave. It's just it's just scary to see to me how you could create a juggernaut of wealth for you and your family and all the people that put. But th we've heard this time and time again with corporations, mm -hmm. businesses. So if Vince McMahon was worth seven hundred million dollars and the rest of that went to pensions, medical, all the things you just talked about. And those wrestlers that you saw said, you know, Dave, you got in the business. I worked for Vince McMahon for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I, I make $100,000 every year. I have lifetime medical. And Vince McMahon bought 500 pieces of property where we have an opportunity to live at 50% off. Right. Because he absorbs the bills where, listen, it's a two-bedroom, two-bath condo in a community in Florida. Listen, and you're happy. You you, you serve the league. He made so much money, Dave. I know. Off these guys, but, yeah. But, but karma catches up with you, Dave. Greed and karma. So now you said, where is Vince McMahon going to go? He's got to go. Like you said, there is. No, no it's over. It's over, man. It's, well, it's done. It's a done deal. So who's he going to be with? I mean, he gets, he has a couple of guys to hang out with. The other alternative is, are you going to be an Epstein? Do, does the FBI, the federal oh, investigation, find out that now? You, well, there is. There's, is there's an ongoing. I'm going to read you the headline to the Times to a Times article over the last week, and then we're going to have to go. It's getting late. Mm -hmm. and I know you got some wrestling things to do. <laughs> WWE founder Vince McMahon under federal investigation surrounding 
a large number of sex trafficking allegations that have come to the forefront. This yeah, is a federal I, investigation. You say, wow, bro, he's living in Thailand in a $35 million mansion. With blah, blah, blah. This guy could be in the bottom of New York City with Giselle uh, Epstein's sidekick if he yeah. really was this disgusting human being. And I'm hoping that it was limited. It wasn't as bad as they're trying to make it out to be, and he could sort of ride into the sunset with a disgusting taste in your mouth, but he's not under lock and key, and they found out that this guy was really a bad news character. Yeah. So we'll see. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Steve, take us home, buddy, for episode four. All right, bro. Well, uh, we're looking forward to a great weekend. We got the Super Bowl. Dave and I offered our picks, see what happens. Um we talked about all the different things that are going to go on. Are we going to see a dynasty or not with the Kansas City Chiefs? We talked about the New York Knicks, which we're all uh, following closely. Shout out to Jimmy Palumbo. He's on board this love train with the Knicks. We'll see mm. what happens. Um, looking forward to seeing what Leon Rose has in store for us. Nice to see them doing some things and us genuinely getting excited about it. Mm. And um, we'll keep touching base on the WWE, see what's going on, share your knowledge, all yeah. of your uh, professionalism and closeness to the business, and and we'll share that with uh, the public as well. So we'll be Sounds looking like forward to, to next week and see what's going on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You have yourself a good weekend. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl and be sure to like the video, comment on the video, support the product. Roman's rundown is obviously on the rise. Last episode was there was our highest viewed episode. Um, so definitely keep tabs on that. Um, and yeah, man. So enjoy the weekend, Steve. Let's go Niners. And uh, yeah, see you later. Later, brother. Thank you.